0: welcome 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 to the kinetic life podcast brought to you by kinetic renew this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your way to your dreams your goals and your success we'll be fueling that with key information on topics like health science tech and lifestyle coated with a few laps along the way in this episode a quote from michael's favorite movie the wolf of wall street and a discussion on success Dream to reality, a few things you didn't know about Shark Tank's Damon John. The difference between being a dreamer, having a dream, and taking action. Let's sleep on it. We begin the subject of sleep with insomnia, and a few natural supplements that may help you fall asleep. Plus a few helpful success tips and tricks to help you on your journey. And now we begin. Here's Michael Chalavutis and Dr. Mark Hertzberg.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Kinetic Life. It's a great day for a great day. As always, I'm Mike Chalavutis, and I'm here with my compatriot, Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Hail and good cheer. I always like to start out with a a good quote of the day, um, which I'm not sure if this actually was said in real life, but it was said in one of my favorite movies, The Wolf of Wall Street, by the main character, Jordan Belfort. The only thing standing between you and your goals is the BS story you keep telling yourself as to why you can achieve it. What do you think, Mark? Well, it's kind of a uh, time factor
2: in this, in perspective. Uh, There are those who say that the only thing that keeps most people going is the self-image and the excuses, the story about their life they tell themselves in their head. The problem with that is, when you don't haven't achieved something, when people blame the world, blame everyone, yes.
1: The world blames
2: the world. <laughs> people would, A lot of people would be suicidal if they couldn't uh, take what's happened and what is up until now and give themselves a story that makes them feel okay with it. The problem is, when you use that for going forward, when you make too many excuses about why things are bad, you also say there's no, you have no way of getting rid of the outside influences. You blame everything on, so you give up, and we get back to the those who think they can't can't.
1: Yes, yeah, it's very true. It's it's always the the reason why. And going back to the Confucius quote from a while back, yeah, those who think they can't. Can't, and or they find a reason why they can't, and those BS excuses are the only reason why you can't start a job, new job, why you can't either move up, why you can't get yourself out of debt, why you can't start uh, a company. Uh, you know, I, I I almost even say it's a safety blanket. An excuse is a, is a you know a, like having a cast on a leg that's not broken. You find a reason why you can't. You, you know, do something. Uh, it, it's a comfort zone. It's a, not wanting to get out of your comfort zone because the excuse helps keep you there.
2: I was definitely going to say something in the middle of that, but I was paying too much attention to you, and kaboom, what happened to what I was going to say? The uh... did, did he forget what he was going to say? <laughs> Something about uh, you forgot, huh? the story we tell ourselves. Uh, what happened to his mind? Okay, it's not going to come until I stop trying to think of it. Uh-uh. That is the problem that when you go in these circles with it. sometimes you have to hang up the
1: phone to remember what you wanted to say. Well, now you're making excuses why you can't there remember. You go.
0: Well, that was weird, but fun. It's ironic how we often forget the things worth remembering, but remember the things worth forgetting. Author Unknown.
2: Okay, while I made you talk, I had time to review everything I thought of in my mind and replay the entire thing, and now I know what I was going to say. I better shut up and say it before I forget it again. We lost them. Yeah, well, I'm amusing me, and that's all that really <laughs> counts. If you can amuse yourself, everything was funny. When you're telling these stories, uh, most of it in, involves how this worked against me, and that worked against me, and he and she and they worked against me. And one thing you have to spec and realize sheer chance, entropy, the universe works against everything. So you're part of everything. Sheer chance doesn't tend to make things better. Most things accidentally get worse. So you either look at yourself, once you're saying I'm blaming everything else, you're saying I'm the puppet controlled by all the outside forces. What you want to be is Don Quixote. I am the hero challenging the outside forces and I'm going to conquer them.
1: Yeah, and I guess also, I mean, going back to the whole universe and entropy, and you could even say that just the law of large numbers. The the more times you try something, you keep making excuses and give up. The more times you continue to try, eventually you will succeed to some extent. You know, you, you buy the lotto enough times. There's a higher chance that you're going to actually get a chance of winning compared to not buying at all. Or even going to the whole Gretzky shot thing, the more shots you take, you know, 100% of the shots you don't take won't go win.
2: Well, with the one thing you should say about the lottery, which is to actually get your odds to the point where it favors winning, you have to spend a lot more than will be so, won. Very so true. if you have a billion dollars to invest in uh, winning a hundred million, the odds are a little bit better than 50-50 that you'll succeed. The uh, But you know, I said Don Quixote, and the one thing about that is he was insane. So sometimes not the best example.
1: It's a fine line between genius
2: and insanity though. But a lot of, well, you know, when you talk about everything works against you and challenging it, a good example maybe better than Don Quixote is our friend Batman. Who it said he doesn't have a superpower except he has one, which is why he's prevailed against enemies who stopped all the superpowered superheroes. Which is he never gives up. Its willpower is his superpower, and nothing stops him. He will keep going till he succeeds. There's probably a reason that he's a billionaire, also.
1: Mm, I think I thought he inherited the billions, though. uh I.
2: Depending which version of the thing, he inherited a lot of money and turned it into billions. But even in any of the things, he generally increases it. Even if uh, keeping it's really Shakespearean, the front of being a lazy playboy in some of them, behind the scenes, he's doing well.
1: Very true. Uh, from an aside when you said Batman I believe you said Pac-Man and I was very confused on where you were going how Pac-Man has a superpower only it, when he eats the right uh, color yeah, insatiable and... appetite <laughs> for white dots
2: and then he can eat ghosts I think Bill Murray would consider that a superpower <laughs> maybe on the next Ghostbusters we'll, we'll bring Pac-Man in as with the fifth member yeah I think we have written a story here I think we should shut up and take it to them directly
0: We're sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-round shot of all-natural ingredients that delivers some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long- and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Kinetic Renew provides antioxidants and neuroprotection, and all this with no caffeine, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, or colors, and it's only five calories. Kinetic Renew is what you drink to arrive full focused, and alert, and you won't get that caffeine or sugar crash. Go to kineticlife.com and use promo code POD1 for a special 30% discount. P-O-D and the number one, POD1, the 30% off is for a limited time only. So log on now to save. Kineticlife.com. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q life.com now. Do it now. Log on now. Give it a try.
1: You're going to love it. You know a, a good story that i you know i've heard uh that i think this quote kind of fits in is having you know kind of stop telling you bs excuses and have some you know, take the leap of faith if you want to say um it's about damon john who's the founder of fubu and more of most of you know him of being on shark tank um you know he had a vision of building his own fashion brand but uh you know instead of just having a vision he took his dream to a reality and took a leap of faith uh you know he he took some advice from the you know the local uh, people in his community about kind of starting his own money, raising his own money, but uh, the big thing he ended up he had no idea actually how to take what he developed and take it to the next level, even from getting pre-orders uh, and having some initial success because he actually he didn't have the wherewithal of you know filling out uh, bank loans and he kept getting rejected for bank loans uh, and he ended up mortgaging his own house turning half of his house into a production facility and that's how he got started in really taking the brand to the next level and you know fast forward a couple of years later uh, you know by 1998 he was grossing over $350 million a year and this is a guy that you know could barely get the company going had some initial success but you know even when he got the pre-orders it would be like you know I think he had some uh, got like three hundred thousand dollars in pre orders but he couldn't fulfill it. How do you produce? How do you get it going? You need an investor. And you know, not everyone has the wherewithal of either getting a bank loan or just, you know, calling up uh, you know, Daddy Warbox and asking for money. Uh he mortgaged his house, turned half of his house to a production facility. I'm not sure how the rest of the family felt about that. Well the bank that had the mortgage. You know, the bank that had the mortgage. yeah, they should probably give him the money. They didn't really care what he was doing with it. But he took the leap of faith. And, uh, you know, it's taking your excuses and your dreams and, you know, putting excuses aside and taking that step to turn your dream into reality. Now, whatever it may be, you know, in this situation, he had a, a brand of, uh, you know, a vision of owning his own fashion brand. Um, and from what I know, he was... Very hesitant to spend his money for a long time, knowing how fickle fashion is and how quick it could change, uh, which is smart. You know, you see all these people the first time they see success, they you know they blow all their money, thinking the the gravy train's never going to be uh, never going to end. Um, but a very really smart individual, uh, you know, someone I would love to meet one day and just, you know, love to chat with. Maybe get him on a podcast. Maybe, maybe one day we'll get him. The
2: oh, you the know, the word dream comes up a lot. And vision, dream, now we're going to get biblical as the little discussion between Jacob and Joseph and all the brothers go, there is a difference between having a dream and being a dreamer. That when you if you have a dream of something that becomes a goal and you chase that dream, to dream the impossible dream, that's good for motivation. When you just sit around imagining how great it would
1: be, just a dreamer, it ain't gonna happen. You're not going anywhere. One is sitting there and I guess almost was like the secret life of Walter. Mitty. it's all in his head and he's sitting there doing nothing, the the other's actually getting out there and- Right,
2: you have to make the dream come true. You can't keep dreaming till it happens.
0: I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeeded. Michael Jordan.
1: Leaving yourself, you know, take the excuses, put them aside, you know, every journey begins with that first step or leap in this case, leap of faith. But well, we'll leave that leap alone. And then I'm going to go
2: back to what you said right before that. So don't leap away from where I'm going. The, uh, I think it's, uh, we should also, you have to make a separation between excuses and explanations. When you fail, you really need to analyze it. And you have to explain and understand why you fail. That includes saying, I did this when I should have done that. I did this because that seemed logical or that's even what experts said to say, but it didn't work. Or this outside thing affected it. And you got to keep that fine line between excuse and explanation. Because once you start saying, it wasn't my fault, I have an excuse, this outside thing thing affected it, you start messing up. You know, what you gotta say is it's an explanation. Outside things will affect it. That's going back to don't be the puppet, be the champion challenging. You say, assuming that's gonna happen again, what can I do? How can I be prepared to make sure that doesn't pull the rug out from under me the next time?
1: Sometimes it's, I should've done A instead of B other times it could be, you know, as they always say, contracts, a force majeure, an act of God. Something crazy happens in that situation. Okay, well, you you still pick yourself up and you try again. If the universe is always picking
2: on you, maybe it means you are its favorite. Well, that would be me, but you could be the second favorite.
1: <laughs> There's a silver lining in, any, in anything. So, if you want to look at the, look yeah, at it that way, it's I'm that important that the entire universe is out to get you
2: on toying with me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it
2: sounds actually a great plot for a movie. <laughs> I want to cast myself in the lead. <laughs> I want to play me in this movie.
0: Opportunities don't happen, you create them. Author unknown. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Author unknown. You pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud too. That's part of it. Denzel Washington. The guarantee of loss is to quit. Morgan Freeman.
1: What it really comes down to is, is taking action. As I mentioned before, I don't care if it's weight loss, uh, getting out of debt, starting a business, learning something new. Uh, go back and get your degree or just, look, we are blessed with the power of the internet at our fingertips and our cell phone, at the you know, uh, laptops, tablets, wherever you may be. Teach yourself something new. You have everything from YouTube to just the general internet to find something. Teach yourself, find out what the next steps are. You know, it's much easier to take action this day and age than my parents or grandparents. You know, they didn't have this knowledge there. You could do online courses. You have the ability to figure out what it takes to start your own business or learn something or, you know, lose weight. You know, whatever it may be, online uh, courses, pamphlets. I don't care. The most important thing is you actually get yourself up and you do something about it. No more, as Mark put it, daydreaming become a dreamer, set a goal, take action, start that step. And I'm not talking just, you know, New Year's resolution, because those New Year's resolutions last for about, what, two, three weeks, and then they kind of slowly fade away. Keep her going and keep setting that goal. Look, I've always been told, you know, it's nice to have that end goal, you know, that's so far away. Let's use losing weight as an example. You want to lose 20 pounds, you look at the the 20-pound mark as being a success. Two-pound increments. The first two pounds, okay? Celebrate. Next two pounds, celebrate.
2: I gained five pounds at the celebration yeah. for losing two pounds.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, no, 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 no. We, wrong direction. You know, take action, but celebrate the little victories because let's be honest, you know, every uh, your breathing is a victory. The little victories in help keep you sane on that step to that huge end goal.
2: Well, in the idea of give yourself little victories, number 1, when you make a to-do list, first thing you write at the top is make a to-do list. That way when you finish it, you can go cross, I did something. I made a to-do list. <laughs> Same thing I I got tired of every resolution, New Year's resolution, because you're not making it because you really have a resolution. You're making it because well, it's a custom to make these resolutions in New Year. So, one year I made a resolution never to make another New Year's resolution, and so far I've kept to it.
1: So you can cross it off
2: the list. So I can pat myself on the back.
1: You're not wrong with making a list to cross things off. I've seen it before. We're- you know, you put even simple tasks on there to cross off just so you have a little bit of someone's success, a c- accomplishment, you've gotten something done.
2: The, uh, and that's a lot of things. One of the mindsets of people who succeed is, I'm gonna give you an idea. Why do certain things distract you? Let's say you're on the computer working on a project and you gotta, you've worked uh, and you're going, okay, I've kind of, I need a break and you play a game of solitaire. And you wind up going, I played 47 games of solitaire for six hours. It's not even that entertaining. And I didn't overload. And I started because 10 minutes of working on something. And the difference is each time you win a game, and I'm talking the solitaires where it's skill, not the pure chance, is you get to, I accomplished, I won, I beat it right now, reward. As opposed to, I'm working on this, so 10 years from now, things will be better you just have to get into the mindset of when i do that half hour or hour or 2 hours right now i congratulate myself for that little task i was successful at it that is a brick in the build in the skyscraper i'm building in ten for 10 years i have done something you got to feel that way and see it now
1: oh i agree that that if you without that little success it's hard to get little victories it's hard to get to the end goal and it's something as simple of okay i'm going to do 30 minutes of work on this knowing that it's going to a greater cause and after that 30 minutes of work i'm going to treat myself with i don't know th- that game is solitaire a snack whatever it is and then you you go back to it and even 30 minutes of work every night it adds up over time and then you start seeing the bigger success of it
2: and to be a little bit of a shill for our sponsor when trying to keep my attention on something that might be boring at two in the morning, but it's gotta be done. And I drink the Connecticut. So I'm going, I'm drinking this now so I can be drinking champagne
1: out of a movie star slipper <laughs> down the road. You can mix it with champagne now too. It might pair nicely. I have yet to try it. Oh, well the, uh, you know, I'm going back to it, one thing,
2: uh, Something I did a long time ago that didn't wind up being a massive success. The uh, strange is that might seem, but the first time I wound up, uh, when I wound up with a ton of time in my hands because some projects I was helping with uh, didn't pan out and I had a lot of time on my hands because I was scheduled to be working on these things for these people and I wrote my first book which has been called The Single Most Complicated Thing Ever Written on Earth. And one of the things, because I know I can sometimes get a little too complicated, is I had several people reading it before we t- went and published. Several, and we rewrote based on that, and all of them said, oh, I can understand it. Right up until we printed. And then they go, when no one could understand it, well, what I meant by it's understandable, or if I know you, I understand it. But one of the things, the character, the main character, who's a comedian superhero in this thing, he's being interviewed and he's asked, who are you really? How would you define yourself? And he's an almost godlike superhero. And the superhero goes, I am my future's past. And what he's saying is everything, my real superpower is I figured out how the universe works And that you prepare. Nothing is by chance. Mm. And if I want to be this in five years, I'd go, imagine myself in five years. Now, if that person is thinking who I was five years ago that led to him, I have to be that person now. So you have to go, what do I want to be? What do I want my life to be like? And who could be the earlier version of that person, and I have to be that now.
1: Oh, it makes sense. That's, uh, I mean, in that situation, it's being that person is everything from taking action to kind of changing your mindset. Um, goes back to excuses, everything from your mindset of excuses, you know, uh, what your thoughts, having goals, uh, changing your lifestyle, and even, you know, uh, knowing that you can succeed. That it's not, you know, by removing that excuses and knowing you have a chance that you need by taking action. You know, it's changing your mindset, changing your lifestyle, changing everything, at least determining what needs to be changed and adjusted to get you where you wanted to be. What is that? Like you said, what does a person five, 10 years from now look like? How are they carrying themselves? What is their mentality? Right, confident or? But it it's more,
2: a- because I'm getting at isn't quick. Because everyone imagines I'll be that. I'll be yeah. James Bondish. I'll be I'll be Bruce Wayneish. The idea is, how who were they beforehand that became that person? Mm. So, the well Bruce Wayne's an example. Going, I have to be the person who watch who's in the alley when everyone gets shot and killed in front of me. So, you know you don't want to preplan that. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is he wasn't someone sitting around dreaming. You know, if you're going to be that... And again, when people put too much into the lottery, too much faith, not just too much money. And I think the lottery is more important for the idea that a lot of people who could be very depressed about life have this dream. They're going, they can't conceive of any way they could make a lot of money and have a great life, except winning the lottery. And that's why a lot of lottery winners are very depressed, even suicidal. Because they imagine if they have a lot of money, everything would be wonderful. And they still have problems afterwards, sometimes different types. But the hope that if I win the lottery, everything will be great keeps lots of people going, which is fine. But if you actually are going to wait for the lottery, that's a dream. It isn't going to happen to too many people. You have to say, nah. I am not the person who's just going to keep myself sane by imagining I will win the lottery. I have to go, if I want to have that money, what can I actually do that would actively make me become that person? And it's not sitting around hoping I'm the one who picks the right numbers.
1: Take action. No more dreaming.
0: The elevator to success is out of order. You'll have to use the stairs one step at a time. Joe Girard. Work until your bank account looks like a phone number. Author unknown. Success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Winston Churchill. Perfection is not attainable, but if we choose perfection, we can catch excellence. Vince Lombardi.
1: One thing we kind of want to talk about, at least got the start to it, uh, is is sleep. And that's obviously sleep is a very umbrella term, a lot that goes into sleep. And we all know it's important. Um, and we're talking, uh, I'm talking to one of the leading, uh, brilliant insomniacs. Uh, so he could probably shed some light on it. Um, but so Mark, why is sleep so important besides the fact I know if I don't get enough sleep, I'm going to look uh, you know, pretty terrible and feel pretty terrible and I can load up on all the caffeine and uh, stimulants in the world. But at some point, my body's going to say, time to go. Well, you just asked an open-ended question and
2: I could actually sit here and talk for 11 or 12 hours just about sleep. Uh, so for a really good discussion, I think we should sleep on it now. <laughs> and having you know beginning of a real discourse at some okay. other time, but just to sum up a million things we're gonna talk about later, uh maybe a million's hyperbole six hundred and ninety eight thousand three hundred and twenty two things we're gonna talk about later. a handful of things big handful uh a give an example uh well I should say that I was literally born an insomniac. I can actually remember my father could be working you know. Meetings and stuff, and come in midnight, close to midnight. And I can remember in the crib waiting. Mm. So I can remember him one time coming in, and I wanted to make sure everything was, you know, in a crib saying for water as he came in late. I was up, I was not sleeping. I could tell people when I was three what was on TV shows late at night because I could hear through the hole. I did not sleep. I have read many, many books on sleep and stuff and trying to explain my peculiar sleep patterns. the uh, So one thing, and again, I think I've said this before, I remember every fact or uh, concept, but never who said it, when they said it, or this. So I'm a terrible bibliography of things. But this probably comes from a book I read in the 1990s. Okay, so a while ago. It's always been said, that the immune system recharges at night. And if you don't get good sleep, you're not recharging your immune system. And some researchers in this book said, that's an understatement. The immune system doesn't recharge when you sleep. It does 98% of its work while you're asleep. And they were talking about the immune system going through the body like a wave cleaning things up. And I do know that there were a lot of examples then, but they were saying, when you talk about the original AIDS crisis, and they were talking about certain types of like, people who were hit worse by it. And they're talking about lawyers and certain businessmen and a lot of Hollywood types. They didn't sleep. And that's it. These are people with terrible sleep. A lot, Very often you hear about, you know you know, a Hollywood or Rock or something winding up in the hospital with exhaustion. <laughs> going on two hours of sleep on tour for months or fil- a tough filming yeah. schedule. And the thing well, was, it wasn't so much that all of them were leading promiscuous lifestyles that were in more danger, It's that whatever they were exposed to, they were having so little sleep,
1: they were terrible at physiologically dealing with. that falls in line to when you're sick. You know, the most important thing is oh, food, water, and sleep. And you sleep for, you know, yeah, like a baby. You're sleeping for hours at a time. You wake up, eat breakfast, you go back to sleep when you're sick.
2: Well, I know when I'm fighting things off because if I can fall asleep at a normal time, I'm fighting something off. Mm. And look at the, it, when they have these people who stay on these staying up marathons for three, four days or whatever, and an LSD trip is nothing compared to what has been recorded these people going through. When the mind just snaps after this, I mean, there was a Roman torture where they would keep you up till you died. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, but I don't lose sleep over it.
0: <laughs> First, forget inspiration. Habit is more dependable. Habit will sustain you whether you're inspired or not. Habit will help you finish and polish your stories. Inspiration won't. Habit is persistence in practice. Octavia Butler.
1: So, yeah, I mean, one of the things that, you know, we talked about, I guess, besides recharging an immune system, hence why if you don't get enough sleep, it ages you much quicker and uh, from a genetic level, uh, something called telomeres, it reduces the size of your telomeres. Uh, The more, uh, the lack of sleep you get, uh, the less sleep you get, the shorter your telomeres become. Is
2: that the right pronunciation? I always
1: call them telomeres. When your chromosomes are,
2: uh, when a cell is reproducing, so you're constantly replacing damaged cells in your body. every time they split, uh, at the end of the chromosomes, there's like this wick of the candle. That's the telomere. And doesn't really, it's really needed for anything else we know of. But it tends to shorten every time they split. And when it gets too short, they no longer can split, and that cell can't reproduce anymore.
1: Yeah, well, either the cell dies or you start actually losing pieces of important genetic code. That hurts. And uh, I there was a couple of studies that they looked at, you know, doctors on the night shift and compared it to someone, you know, working a traditional nine to five. And that uh, at the same age, uh, the doctors working, you know, crazy hours um, had much shorter telomeres, as well as genetic mutation. I believe that the 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 more mutational damage uh, was increased for those lacking sleep as well, or at least reduction in genetic repair. Well, you know, you just said something that's going to trip my wire.
2: <clears throat> but whenever they talk about the time, that's simply. Number one, they're talking about doctors who left to their own accord would have a normal, <clears throat> what we'd call average sleep, where they sleep at, at night and are up during the day. There are people who are just naturally nocturnal and that wouldn't bother them at all. Also, they find it's more damaging because you will get used to the night shift. And this is really a problem for police is when they go, okay, for the next four weeks, you're in night shift, then you're in day shift, then you're in the third shift. The shifting of shifts is really bad. Because your body never has a chance to adjust. It's always on the wrong shift for itself.
1: Oh, I agree. And I guess that kind of falls in line to my next thing. That's kind of not a one size fits all from whether it's a time standpoint, you know, sleeping at night, sleeping, sleeping at night and being awake during the day or vice versa. Or in the case of getting, you know, the, the magic number, eight hours of sleep or seven to nine hours of sleep, they always say is, you know, depending on, you know, your age and and what's going on. Uh that's not true for everyone you know uh some people need more or less sleep there's something called an elite sleeper that did some study that people are genetically supposed to get more efficient sleep and only need five or six hours and they're just as well off as someone that you know that gets eight or nine hours that genetically different and this is a new a new article that i read recently um but as for My time guess then, would be with those it's because when you really measure sleep, and you have the different
2: phases of sleep, and there are a lot more phases than most people think—not
1: just REM, but and deep, light—sleep. And a light lot sleep. of the
2: phases don't really help. So most of the work is done. So if you have, if you need eight hours sleep, most of the what you need probably happens in four or five hours. So my guess is, elite sleepers just cut out the part that isn't as important.
1: All the all the little stages and the warm up, they just get straight to REM or whatever is the most important thing. And it's also okay.
2: We can go down so many alleys with this. Number one, you know, one day I want to talk about. The, uh, the quote-unquote clock, internal clocks in sleep. But there's also with levels of sleep. uh, But people don't realize it's also when someone says, well, I'll sleep on the plane. Unless you have a seat that lies down, it isn't going to help. Okay, because you are, I hope I pronounce this right, a brachiat, which means you are not really a creature meant to fly or swim or walk on all fours or even walk on all twos. You are meant to climb trees and live and move across them. We're somewhat changed from the, you know, apes that are much better at it. Yeah, But all brachiates who sleep in trees can't fall into a deep sleep unless they're in a flat angle or nearly flat. And the reason is, if you begin falling, you want to be in a light sleep so you can catch yourself before you fall. That's why people driving, they have that instance where they're asleep and they kind of bang the stair and get up because you fall into, when you're sitting, you'll fall into a light enough sleep that you, very easy to wake up. That's why the last thing you go is, sleep, up, tree, like... If you're at, you know, a, in an easy chair, you can fall asleep and have a nap, but you will never go above the superficial light levels of sleep. You won't get the deep sleep for all the work it's
1: done. So, unless I'm flying and I'm paying like $8,000 for a sleeper seat, I mm-hmm. will never be sleeping on a plane. Right. So people can say I got three, but they one of the things
2: that I think is falsely attributed to jet lag Is that people start counting? Well, I had a three-hour nap on the plane. Going that was—it's not a nap like lying down in bed. No, which can have some of that three hours can be sleep, deep sleep. Uh, You should close your eyes for three hours, pretty much. Yeah, but you're getting light sleep, but that's not really doing the deep work that sleep is supposed is needed for.
1: No, it makes sense. I mean, like, the only time I really slept on a plane, I'm pretty sure, is, like, uh, the red-eye back from Vegas, at which point I think my body just shut down. Otherwise, uh, no real sleep. <laughs> half awake, you know, kind of nodding off. But it makes sense. So you never, I mean, more often than not, even though you have half falling asleep, and then they hit you with the cart. or mm. the person next to you needs to go to the bathroom. Now, the worst stuff.
2: thing is when they come around with the food or meal or drink, and they don't wake you up, and, like, Two minutes later when they
1: make noise picking up the trash. Yeah, but they're not going to give you anything. Uh, Not that we've experienced that before. So, I mean, obviously we're going to get into much more detail on sleep in in another episode. Uh, But one of the things I know that has always been a controversy is the whole screen time before sleep. And I I know off-air, we spoke about this briefly, you know, most studies saying, oh, you know, don't have your cell phone uh, on before bed, don't watch TV. I think there was a recent one that said, well, we're not really sure. It's about what time you watch, you know, TV before bed, and that's really not that bad. Um... So, what are your thoughts, Mark? Is screen time does it make a difference? Is it more of the addictive? Uh, let me go look at my phone. That's keeping you awake. Is it the actual well, cold the, blue light that's causing well, you? Thinking about the blue light in the yeah. clock, and I get a separate
2: one because. A lot of people with the eyes are going, do I need to be protected from the blue light with those? Now, most of the whole blue light protection thing was uh, not started by scientific research saying, oh yeah, we got to deal with it. It was started by someone who said, I can sell these sunglasses at three in the morning to people who aren't asleep. <laughs> if I tell them bl- they block the blue and that's the problem. And one reason that they now sell the clear ones that say, well, you don't need that orange. It's very distracting yeah. because we just block two specific wavelengths of blue. Well, the real reason that came out is I think they sold the first one to everyone they're going to sell to. Uh, and since I'm always asked about it, I've been looking at a lot of research. And the best I can say is as far as damage division. No one has ever found anything that really says it helps, but unlike a lot of fads, no one has found anything that says it hurts. So it's perfectly fine to do it if you think it's helping you. (laughs) There is a school of thought that says it may help delay, slow down development of cataracts, but no one's been able to do a study for 40 years. Someone starting at 25. To prove it. You know, to see 50, 60 years from there, if that works. But- There are claims that it helps with insomnia, and I remember when the New York Jets went to play in London, not the last time, the time before that, five or six years ago, big big article that they were all given the amber glasses, and by the way, with the computer, save your money, just put it on night mode if you want that irritating orange color, that it was supposed to help with jet lag, Now, I think they meant jet lag like we all suffer. not jet lags when the jet players are too slow to tackle the other (laughs) team. So I ordered one to see if that works. And for me, it did nothing. But when I did some research, I go, it would help with a very particular type of insomniac. Okay, and that's one thing. People tend to think of insomnia as one thing, and there are a whole bunch of different things going on. So for this one type, it probably would help. And the blue screen, more blues hitting you is telling your clock not to let you go to sleep. But if you're not the one suffering for that, I don't know how much good it's doing. Again, it's harmless. So
1: if people say it works for them, go for it. (laughs) I guess, yeah, let's give it a try. It doesn't mean it's going to help everyone. Though I do uh, know, I at least I've ever seen one or two articles mentioning that r- certain wavelength of red light is supposed to improve. Oh, are we going to get into that when we talk mitochondria? Oh, okay. But it's infrared,
2: not yeah, red. Yeah, okay. I was, okay. The, the light that you get, what you see is the red, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think they're talking a about, little about, bit uh, on, on the, the Infrared, infrared spectrum, okay. For those who don't know, Red is the lowest energy light that the human eye can see. So when you get just a little lower, they call it intraved. Just like just a little stronger than the most powerful light you see, the violet, you call ultraviolet. Blue's at the top
1: of the spectrum, red's at the bottom. If you put it in that direction. Yeah, well, I guess lower wavelength, higher energy. Yeah. We're left Roy Roigabiv.
0: Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work Thomas Edison Setting goals is the first step into turning the invisible into the visible Tony Robbins Your work is gonna fill a large part of your life and the only way to be truly Satisfied is to do what you believe is great work and the only way to do great work is to love what you do If you haven't found it yet keep looking don't settle As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. Steve Jobs.
1: Real quick, and we're going to talk about this in much greater detail once we do our full, uh, you know, extended discussion on sleep. But there are some sleep supplements out there, uh, some supplements out there to help you sleep. Um, I'm immune to all of them. Most common one is melatonin. Uh, Though I know a lot of people from what I was told don't take it correctly. They take it right before bed when you're not supposed to take it right before bed. I believe you're supposed to take it like two hours before you go to sleep. Is that correct, Mark?
2: Uh, I've actually looked it up and I couldn't find a definitive thing, but you know what that reminds me of? Uh, Something I read about caffeine a hundred years ago. They were saying, caffeine at lunch is good, but people who take way too much caffeine early in the day, sometimes it causes insomnia. Worse than caffeine after dinner. And they're going because it's not that the caffeine is that strong at saying, I won't let you go to sleep. It's that when you take it too early in the day, it jolts you awake and puts you ahead of your clock. You should be gradually getting more energetic and have highs and lows naturally during the day. And at lunch, the caffeine is accentuating a natural high point but when you take too much too early you're discombobulating the clock and that can show up way after that caffeine's out of your system
1: so you don't, don't know have when you go to sleep
2: midday no 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 they said that midday caffeine was better they say when you have too much too early to jolt yourself awake
1: oh so don't don't have six cups of coffee before 10 a.m
2: Yeah, they were saying like, if you first get up at seven and you pour three cups of coffee down, that- uh, That's more detrimental, This could be upsetting the clocks. And again, an article a long time ago, so there could have been follow-up saying, revising that, but the idea that it's not simply what it does right now, but how it plays with your own clock settings,
1: Mm. and
2: that's what melatonin is trying to do. Oh, and that's why
1: I think taking it and kind of that, out of that, rhythm. And that's not the blue light, they worry that it disrupts. Mm, bringing it full circle. Thank you, Mark. Uh, another one, actually, that people know about is L-glycine, an amino acid. Cheap. You could buy it. I think, believe, the, uh, everything i have read, about like three grams. And this doesn't help you fall asleep, but it's supposed to improve sleep quality. And from someone that tried it himself, it actually does a pretty good job. Ooh, then make me a batch. Oh, that I can. But
2: that's also one thing, because... When people take, when they go, you know, I took melatonin and it didn't work. I did this, it didn't work. And then they take really strong sedatives. You're more unconscious than asleep. Well, i just really knocks you so out. So you could be knocked. So you miss the suffering of tossing
1: and turning and being anxious about it, but it's not really a good rest. Also, I think this falling asleep is the sleep quality. And that's why I think glycine doesn't help improve sleep quality, but if you never get to sleep, it's not going to help you so much there. Another somewhat natural alternative is GABA, gamma aminobutyric acid, which your body naturally produces, but you can get it as a, a supplement. Um, and it's supposed to kind of help to you, help you fall asleep. By itself, it's actually what they call a neurotransmitter inhibitor. So it kind of helps helps calm that brain down a lot. Stops little you from thinking. Yep, uh, in a simple terms, uh, yes.
2: I think therefore
1: I am. So if I have too much GABA, I ain't. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, and the, actually the last one actually is um, an extract of saffron, uh, which we actually use in our Kinetic Renew. The saffron extract, afrin, has been shown in a couple studies to improve sleep quality. So, uh, you know, you could have your new late night, stay focused, and when you actually go to bed, you'll fall asleep, and you'll feel great in the morning because you just said improved sleep quality. But again, like all all things everyone's body is different so it doesn't mean what might work for you might not work for someone else and uh before you try any new supplement whether it's glycine gaba whatever but that before you add it to your routine always speak to your physician uh, i don't want to get yelled at for uh, putting you on something that doesn't work well for you so everyone's body is different and i don't know what's going to work with you so i'd like to thank everyone for joining us today um come back to us next time as we'll be explaining our expanding our explaining ex- you got explaining to do Lucy it's explaining and expanding it's a hmm.
2: our
1: uh, our discussion on sleep to the next level as, as you can see Dr. Hertzberg is uh, I learned ver- to hate you very well versed in, in sleep um, and it's something that's I'd say important to all of us because if you're not getting enough of it I'm uh, up not- nights thinking about insomnia yeah <laughs> I look, we're all, we're all looking to improve ourselves in one way, shape, or form, and, uh, you know, it starts in taking care of yourself from uh, internally, externally, in this case, uh, you know, maybe getting a few extra hours of sleep uh, will go a long way.
2: Can I give a teaser? I'm going to, so I guess I can. In our future talk of sleep, we're going to address a question a completely different way than everyone has ever addressed it when they ask, Why do we need to sleep that much?
1: I'm excited, Mark. Mm. Until next time, everyone stay riveted.
0: We're sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-round shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Here's what people are saying.
2: I drink a bottle of Kinetic Renew, and I'm in a better mood. It's like waking up on the right side of the bed. (laughs) It's great.
0: My mental focus is Clearly better.
1: I do notice that I have better clarity. Definitely improves my mood for sure. It reduces my stress.
0: Visit kineticlife.com today. K I N E T I Q life.com and try it. Use promo code POD1 for 30% off. That's P O D and the number one, POD1, for a limited time 30% discount. Log on, give it a try. You're going to like it. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Life Podcast. Catch a new show every other Thursday. You'll find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and everywhere else you can listen to a podcast. And remember, be safe, have fun, and go for your dreams. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. All comments, jokes, views, and ideas expressed are those of the hosts or guests and do not represent any company or organizations with whom they may be affiliated. Always make sure to consult your own physician before starting any new diet, supplement, or exercise routine. There's one more thing. If you're working on something that you really care about, You don't have to be pushed, the vision pulls you. Steve Jobs.